Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, my name's Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got uh, Mark. Hello. I've got Fashion Relate Emma. <laughs> Hi. Hey guys, doing you both all right? Yes, thanks. Good, thank Excellent. you. Right, this week we're going to be talking um, Champions League. So we're going to talk Manchester United versus Bayern Munich. We're going to be talking uh, Chelsea versus Paris Saint-Germain. A little bit on the other two games as well. Uh, a little bit on... Wayne Rooney not being the, the world-class player that he should be. So says the world-class player that is Joey Barton. Uh, a couple of other bits and then some predictions, seeing as Emma's now caught me up. Um, so first things first, we'll start on Tuesday night. We might as well do this chronologically. So Manchester United won Bayern Munich won. Um, Bayern Munich got the away goal. Manchester United scored first through Nemanja Vidic and then Bastian Schweinsteiger scored uh, and then got himself sent off. David Moyes says, we know we've got to score a goal in the second leg. We've got to do something about it, but we're giving ourselves a great opportunity. I and Robin a little bit more disparaging. He said it wasn't as easy as Manchester United played very defensively and didn't leave any gaps. When you see the second half and you see nine players in the box, it's not easy. And they wanted to play football, but they tried to stop us, just like just playing on the counter-attack. It was almost like handball. Was that a bit disingenuous, or does he have a point? It's kind of a, a bit of an arrogant... Mourinho type uh, park the bus comment, isn't it? I remember Robin van Persie said something very similar about Everton when uh, they drew one one with Arsenal a few years ago. He... Yeah, I mean, what do these people? What do they really expect? You know, do they think, oh, Bayern Munich are going to come? Let's sit, let's sit back and let them walt- waltz through and do whatever they well, want. Van Persie complained that people go to Emirates to be entertained and Everton weren't entertaining, which I think is probably what Robin was getting at as well. <laughs> do, do people go into the Champions League? Do teams go into the Champions League to entertain, or do they go in to win? to win the trophy and make as much money as possible. Oh, exactly. So it's a bit of an arrogant comment, not surprising coming from Ian Robin, mind you. But um, uh, yeah, Man United uh, did what they had to do, really. And, you know, they're still going to go in massive underdogs for the second leg. But, you know, that's about as, probably about as good as they could have hoped for. Um, you know, you ne- never never thought they were going to win and they didn't have enough of the ball to win. But, you know, they closed off the space and, Normally, you see Bayern uh, score three, four goals per game, don't you? But uh, United defended really well. Do you think Robin, uh, oh, Robin, uh, Bayern Munich got out of third gear? Or can they go a lot higher and Manchester United have probably played as well as they could do? Um, I mean, I think they can go higher, definitely. Um, it's just it's just whether Manchester United will play... The, well, I'm certain they will play the t- same tactic, certainly for the first... 45 minutes in the second leg, but it's whether Manchester United, as soon as Manchester United have to come out of defence, which they will at some point because they've got the away goal against them, the same thing could happen to them as happened in the last round when they played Arsenal over there, that as soon as Arsenal came forward, Bayern were far too fast and powerful on the break. You know, So Arsenal, although they played well, they were never likely to get back in it, and that's, that's, the, that's the threat for Manchester United for the next game you know because of that away goal 
although they've got a chance, you know, it's not a it's not a great chance. To, even even two one probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have been enough for them. Um, did you see the game, Emma? No, I was watching the um, Barcelona Madrid game. Wait, okay, well, we'll get onto that one in a minute then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you, have you seen any highlights or anything like that at all? Yeah, I've seen the goals. Mm. Um, and sort of, I watched the ITV um, highlights show. But I think that I agree with what you said that I think when it goes back to um, Bayern, they're just going to go all out. And I just don't think that United are going to have much to answer. You think that was as good as they can get last night, United? Yeah. yeah. Fellaini's coming for an absolute panning, isn't he? Um, Equipped didn't even give him a rating. Really? Yeah. I saw someone give him a rating of three. Yeah, it wasn't even good enough for a three. <laughs> he, he was he was poor. I mean, I've, I've, I don't remember where I've seen it. I'm sure I've seen it millions of times, and I've probably said it myself millions of times, but he's got no pace. He's not particularly strong. He can't pass. He can't shoot. Um, he's got he's got no real positional sense. He's not a great tackler. He he looks to get himself self sent off as often as he possibly can. Yet they've paid twenty seven million pounds for him to play him as a defensive midfielder. Now that's where Everton bought him for. That's where he plays for for Belgium. That's where he played for for Liège and so on and so on. But if you actually watch him play, he's anything but a central a defensive central midfielder. Despite his his height and, and and everything else about him, his um his strength is when he plays as like a a withdrawn target man. But United are never going to play him that way, which is why it's always been a really uh, baffling decision as to why they they forked out twenty seven million pound for him. Mm. You know, it just goes to show what a panic buy he was back in the wow. summer. Um, but he was he was terrible, and you know he was at fault not tracking Schweinsteiger for the goal, although. Um, you know, Ferdinand was equally as culpable daydreaming at the back post to let Mandzukic have a free header to knock it down to Schweinsteiger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but are United going to have somebody to play instead of Fellaini for the second leg? Or will they actually use Fellaini in a role that he's actually better at, you know, which is playing more further forward? I, don't, well, I think he's going to be playing in the same position. I think, I think he's... Because if he moves further forward, he then moves into the space of Kagurum or and whoever else is there, doesn't he? But he's got nothing to lose, has he? At the moment, he's going out of the competition, so he might as well try it. Well, United, if they're going to be clearing the ball a lot, you know, trying to hit it long to just relieve the pressure a bit, it's be- it'd be better for them to have Fellaini up the front with Welbeck or Rooney than Kagawa or... Well, I don't even know who else they have they could play in that position. Um, than having him in central midfield in front of the back four, where he's far too slow and he just gets the run around off the likes of Kroos and Lahm and, and all these guys. So you're saying Tuesday night, one-on-one with a goalkeeper, you'd have trusted Fellaini more than Danny Welbeck? Um, no, because Fellaini's not a particularly good finisher either. It could be a lot worse. You know, he couldn't, have, he couldn't have done a worse job than Welbeck did. I mean, well, Welbeck's great and everything. You know, he, he runs around a lot. He's a nuisance and... He gets stuck in and he does all the hard work, but actually, as a centre forward, what happened the other night when he missed that chance just summed him up, mm. didn't it? Yeah, he sort of shrank a bit, didn't he? Um, the other talking points are the red cards. Um, should Valencia have gone and uh, should Schweinsteiger have gone? Me and you had a bit of a disagreement, didn't we, with Adam from the Sunday show, Mark? He thought that mm. Schweinsteiger's was a red card, and I think me and you saw it differently, didn't we? Schweinsteiger. 
Um, no, well, no, Schweinsteiger was when when he brought down Rooney. Uh, that was what you would call a, a cute free kick. Rooney bought that free kick, if you know mm. what I mean. Um, it wasn't necessarily a dive, but it wasn't necessarily the most obvious foul. Um, and Schweinsteiger at that stage of the game um, should really have just left it alone. So we kind of he kind of got suckered into that one. Yeah. Um, so I've got no real sympathy for him. But the other one was the Valencia jumping into the tackle with Boateng, wasn't mm. it? That was the one we had. The dis- the well, one, yeah. not a disagreement, but um, Adam said, you, you know, you can't be jumping in. And he's right. But the pair of them jumped in. It's just that Boateng jumped in, you know, uh, a split second ahead of Valencia. So it looked like Valencia had gone to, gone to hobble Boateng. And it, what in fact happened was they both jumped in with their studs up. And Boateng's studs went up the inside of Valencia's thigh, whereas Valencia's studs ended up somewhere on the shin of one of uh, Boateng's shins. So it looked worse that Valencia had been the culprit, when in fact it was both of them, and just Valencia was a tad bit late. So he, he could and probably should have been sent off, but Boateng was doing, was doing exactly the same thing in the tackle. What did you do, Never Would you sent them both off? I agree with the theory of it, that they both went in and they, they were both in the wrong... But it would have it would have hugely changed the game, and I don't I don't think that they were in the Champions League. I don't think a referee would ever have that confidence. No. In himself you, to send them both off. You, you see, um, the actual nowadays it's not the actual whether you connect or not in a tackle. It's the it's the so-called if you're in, if you're intending to jump in two-footed, that's enough these days to get you sent mm. off. So. Both of them intended to jump in the way they did, so it's kind of irrelevant whether Boateng got the ball first or not. You know, the intent was there to jump into the ball, which they both did. And if that's the case, they both should have gone yeah. off. Okay, so you saw the Barcelona one, Atletico one, uh, did you? Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a goal, wasn't it, by Diego? Yeah, they were both great goals. To be fair to the to the game, it was. But uh, yeah, Diego's was. Something else. That was a close your eyes and thump it, wasn't it? <laughs> so who do you fancy in the next one? I would say with Atletico having the away goal, I would I would go with I would go with them. I would have belief. But I don't know how um I mean I haven't seen anything on Diego Costa. I don't know if he's out for a long time or or what's going on there. That would be my only concern. Because as much as obviously they still got a, a result without him. He is a he is the sort of central figure to to their sort of campaign this year. Mm. And this, wasn't he injured? Wasn't he injured already, Emma? Before the game, and they, they yeah, made like a massive gamble on him. Yeah, that's what I heard. I that he was. I'm not. I can't remember if they said it was in training in the previous days or if it was in the warm up tonight, uh, Tuesday night. But yeah, apparently they did take a gamble by playing him anyway, which I found strange because I, with all due respect to them, I can't see them winning the Champions League. But I think they have a very good chance of winning, of winning La Liga. So I was surprised that they took that risk altogether. It could be a defining moment, couldn't it? You know, they I could s- be going for on two fronts and they've taken a gamble to play him in this this Champions League game, and then if he's out for three or four weeks, if he's you know if he's really got something wrong with him, then they could end up with nothing when they had a good chance of at least one of these trophies yeah. with him in the team. You know, it just seems like a strange decision 
to risk him. Well, speaking of um, key players being injured, that kind of links us nicely into Wednesday, doesn't it? Because Latan is doubtful for the next leg. Um, that was PSG 3, Chelsea 1, wasn't it? Levetsi, David Luiz's own goal and Javier Pastore scored. And Hazard scored a penalty for Chelsea. Uh, Mourinho wasn't very happy at all. He could, the defending was a joke and complained again about his lack of strikers. And it's not as if he's not had two transfer windows to do something about it. Yeah, I saw most of the game. I flicked and watched a little bit of the Real Madrid game, saw that that was pretty one-sided, and then flicked back to the Chelsea mm. game. But this seemed... Was this as one-sided as the scoreline suggests? I mean, I still think Chelsea got a chance, if you consider how they were against Napoli a couple of years ago. Mm. Yeah, I mean... To me, the, out of all the games in the quarterfinals, this was the most intriguing, a little bit of the unknown, mm. you know, because Chelsea, they, they got, they've had spells this season where they've been really good and spells where they've been not so good, and they seem to be going through one of those at the minute. And I'm, I'm not a, a, a big watcher of French football, so, you know, all I can go off is the, the hype and, and the names in the PSG team. I can't really tell you what they're, what they're like week in, week out. So for me, this was always going to be the most intriguing game of the, because everybody else you kind of know about and, and what to expect from them. Um and Chelsea were, were, I mean, I've seen them play worse, but they weren't great. Uh, but I wasn't that impressed by PSG either, to be honest. Um, and without Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who, um, other than when he scored that amazing goal against England a few years ago, I, th- I think he's always struggled, hasn't he, against English teams in the Champions League? This is League. the thing, isn't it? He's never done it against English clubs, hasn't he? So that's what people keep yeah, throwing but, back at him. Um, so if he's out... It might not be such a uh, handicap as as people might make out, you know. Um, but having said having said, however bad Chelsea played and they did capitulate a little bit towards the end with some really bad defending, you would still not you still wouldn't back against them, would you, to get through? No. Um, especially as PSG, probably although they've got some good players as a team, they haven't got the experience of being at this stage and in in these situations yet. In the Champions League and Chelsea, you kind game. of think Chelsea a bit more streetwise, don't you? But then yeah. I said that about the about them last week before the Palace game. So, well, yeah, that's true. I think you know Mourinho. Maybe he's starting to show a little bit as a few signs of the pressure getting to him now. You know, you know after his outburst after the Palace game, um, you thought, okay, we'll let you have that one as as a Mourinho thing. You know, coming out and saying what he said and and. You know, then going back in the dressing room and saying, "Oh, I said this to the press. Don't worry about it." But then he's come out and done it again. You know, and I don't know how many times he can go back into the dressing room or, or laugh this off as just being Mourinho. You know, there's going to be a time when it is going to get to the, to the team, mm. and especially the strikers after what he's said. I mean, it's not it's nothing that nobody already knows that Torres's legs and his balance left him four or five years ago, and that Denver Bar's not up to this level. And obviously, Eto was injured, so he's not saying anything we, that nobody else is saying or that nobody else knows. But it's just surprising that he's gone and said it twice in two weeks. Uh, sorry, not even two weeks, one week after two consecutive defeats. You know what? You just think at this stage of the season, should you really be pulling those tricks? No, I kind of thought when he did the thing with the ball boy on Saturday, I thought that was a start of him showing some kind of stress. Mm-hmm. As funny as it was, there. Um. Okay, so yes or no, both of you? Do you think Chelsea will go through next week? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think Emma? You think they're gonna? They got enough to do it? Yeah, they've, they've got the away goal, and that's always a subconscious aspect in the Champions League. Yeah. So I would, 
I'd have thought so. Okay, but you've got to bear in mind that they can't concede as well. Yeah. But you still think they're going to lose? Well, I, I think they I think it'll be the hunger for Mourinho because what happens in the summer if he if he doesn't win anything? We think the, does he stay or does he go? I don't think anyone's talked about him going yet, have they? But but it's a it's Chelsea as much as it's Mourinho and Chelsea would you know he doesn't stick with anyone else. No, that's true. Mourinho's coming out and saying all of this about the players. Like you said, he's had transfer windows and hasn't made any. You know, glorious sign-ins. What happens in the summer? Wow, so man of the post, extra time. <laughs> mm. You heard it here first. I, I think I think the way he talked when he first came in and has done at many occasions this season is that he's this is like a this year's a free pass. Yeah. You know, as much as you're ever going to get one from Abramovich, just the way he's been talking, and of course, you know, he's been trying to 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 get rid of players like Mata. Uh, and Cole's obviously on his way out there now. Lampard might not be there next year. You know, he's, he's the team's in transition, and this and when the summer comes round, you can see him bringing two or three players in, especially a striker that he actually wants to get and is available. Someone like Diego Costa or or Falcao if he's if he's back to fitness. Um, so I think this is probably a free pass for him in term in in Abramovich's eyes. Yeah, as much as you can get. Um, no. So Real Madrid 3, Dortmund nil was the other one. Bale, Isco and uh, Ronaldo. Can anybody make a case for Dortmund's second leg? I can't see it, can you? No, they're not the they're not the Dortmund of the last couple of years. I think they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, obviously they lost they've lost one or two players along the way as well. Um but yeah, no it, you can only see Madrid go in there and winning easily. So maybe even as, as much as not quite as much as they did when they went to Schalke, but you can see them doing it quite simply. Yeah, can't you? I think they re- they got revenge on their mind for this one, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, I don't. I think yeah, I think Dortmund is the team that uh, could be on the wane. Maybe even Klopp goes in the summer. Klopp to Arsenal. That's my prediction. Clip Klopp off. Yeah. Um. In other news, so that's the Champions League done. Other news, we've got uh, Dinamo Kiev captain uh, Ole Gusev. You have to excuse my bastardisation of these pronunciations a bit. Uh, he was not unconscious. Has anybody, either of you, seen this? You've seen it, Mark, haven't you? Yeah, I have, um, yeah. You just, you've read about it but not wanted to see it. No, the, pic- the still pictures were enough. I didn't want to watch the video as well. Yeah, well, basically, um, a cross comes in, the keeper jumps up, and he jumps up with his knee, as they tend to do, catches the ball, but also catches with his knee. Uh, it catches Gusev straight in the face, and he um, knocks himself out. Uh, Pro midfielder Jabakan Carver, that's how you pronounce it, um, I saw this tonight just before he started and straight the way he realised something wrong and he was only about five, six yards away from where it happened but he ran straight over and yanked his hand down uh, Gusev's throat and pulled his tongue out before uh, before anybody could really get to him. The paramedics came on the scene a few minutes later by which time other players had come along and started to help and then Gusev was stretched off and then he was taken to the hospital later on but he was sort of sat by the side of the pitch in the second half I think so he was... He was okay, but I think he owes a lot to um, to the quick thinking of the, of the midfielder. Mm, yeah, very scary. I've actually seen it happen myself years and years ago on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, and it is. You know, you. It, luckily, it wasn't uh, fatal, and the same thing happened. You know, there was somebody who was medically trained and and kind of recognised the situation situation straight away, and 
uh, actually actually had to break the the guy's jaw to get his finger or dislocate his jaw or whatever to get his finger in to be able to dislodge mm. uh, his tongue from the back of his throat you know so yeah it's a scary thing so yeah i've heard this it's good that uh good that he came around and he was well, all he right. walks away in the end you, as they get stretched on to um puts onto the stretcher the guy that saves him uh concavra that uh that saved him he just sort of quietly walks away and lets them get on with it which was um mm-hmm. sort of there's no heroics from him um also today, have either of you seen this? Jerry Barton has claimed that Wayne Rooney is not a world-class player. Um, Wayne he compares Rooney to Cristiano Ronaldo. If you look at the state of them, not the state of them, but if you look at their statistics, <laughs> <laughs> you look at the state of them. Uh, it's Colleen Rooney's birthday today as well, isn't it? So maybe you should look at the state of them. Um, look at the way they were at the start of their careers. Both very, very similar positions. Uh, lots and lots of potential, playing for um, very, very big club. Uh, and then Barton, I think, point is look at where Rooney has gone since then compared to where look at where Ronaldo has gone since then. All, it's all very well and good, Joey Barton saying it, but does he have a point? It's a bad comparison to make to, re- to compare any player to Ronaldo, isn't it? Really, except Messi, uh, in terms of quality now. But you can um, see where he's coming from with if you look at them both at the start of their careers. Yeah, um, maybe Rooney peaked his career peaked a lot earlier. You know, physically. Yeah. He, he he was obviously peaking at let's say twenty one, twenty two, whereas Ronaldo at that age was still a bit skinny and still a bit uh, still a bit raw. But now he's obviously very muscular and powerful and a lot faster. Um, and maybe Ronaldo's hunger and ambition is more than Rooney's to to develop and to improve and you know and train hard and be the best in the world. And Rooney's happy to be the best at Manchester United. Maybe that's what Barton's getting at. And you wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with him. I don't, I don't think Rooney's not a world class player. But he's not in the same league as Ronaldo. No. What do you think, Emma? Well, Rooney is happy to be a big fish, especially at the moment. Mm. And they they play. The, you you can't compare the way the leagues that they play in and the coaching um, philosophies that they've been playing under for the last. I can't remember when Ronaldo moved. Two thousand nine, I think. Wasn't but it? so for the last five years, they've been playing in completely different cultures i think it i think it's yeah a harsh comparison to make mm. i think ronaldo's got a, a will to win and a hunger to win definitely and i think the only you can see that with ronaldo you can see that someone like suarez as well can't you they just sort of they just grab the games by the balls that they're playing in and sort of pull their team over the finishing line don't they and i don't whether really you see you certainly seem to do it with portugal i don't think you've seen Rooney do that with england have you it's got. I mean, you look at their attitudes as much as anything. Forget the skill side of things when they're on the pitch. You know, Rooney can go missing for for long periods of games or long periods. You know, he can be off form for three or four weeks and look overweight and disinterested, and then he can come back and be sharp for three or four weeks. How often do you ever see Ronaldo disappear in a season? No. You know, he's on it every single game, and that's not by luck. You know that that's somebody who has got everything to be the best they can possibly be and remember when Ronaldo first came to England he could have gone one or two ways he could have been the next Fanny Merchant just you know step over step over fall over and then disappear to play for a Portuguese third division club you know there was a point at Manchester United where he could have gone either Mm. way but he obviously I think you know the the senior pros at United got to him and said look you've got to be doing it this way and then he realized what he could be 
and then went for it. And Rooney seems, I don't know, Rooney just seems to have stagnated from for, for quite a few years. Yeah. I, I, Actually, since Ronaldo was at Manchester United, Rooney's not gone out. He hasn't gone on. No, he hasn't, has he? I don't think you can find a more physically fit footballer than Ronaldo. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. We'll move ourselves on to Premier League predictions this week. Now, Emma, you've caught up the last couple of weeks. You've had a good couple of weeks, haven't you? <laughs> um, you're now on 50 points. You've drawn level with me. Uh, Mark, you're ahead on 54 at the moment, so I think this is a, a two-horse race. I'm just the foal in this. You two are... Um, you two are Man City and, uh, and Chelsea in this. Are you, uh, you going to fall at Beaches Brook, to use a Grand National analogy, this weekend? No, I think I, yeah, <laughs> I think I could. <laughs> My last ever exam for university was at the uh, was at Aintree Racecourse, overlooking the finishing line, because we couldn't get anywhere else in town. And I just spent three hours thinking, what can I steal? Because I, I thought <laughs> I could have some kind of souvenir from here. What have you got then? Red Rums, uh, um, Saddle? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'd lived in Liverpool too long. Yeah, that must be it. But, so I think I nicked a load of grass, I think, from the finishing line. Uh, first of all, the early kickoff then is uh, Man City, Southampton. Um, Emma, make a case for your friends, the Saints. <laughs> is that it? The thing is, I, and like I said, however many weeks, it's painful to back them. The, the fact is, they're, they're a solid Premier League team now and they don't often let you down. Mm. But <sighs> Man City being Man City, I feel a bit like it It would be stupid to back against them, especially at home. So I'm going to go for a home win. Yeah, me too. What about you, Mark? Um, well, you actually, I think you can make a, um, a good case for Southampton. They're kind of playing without any fear. They've got nothing to lose anymore. Um there, you've got three or four players playing for a potential spot on the plane to the World Cup, um, and I think they're going to give Man City a really good game. Oh. Although I think City might just win, but I can see it being something like three-two. You know, really close. Okay, don't put us all down for a City win. Aston Villa, Fulham. What do you think, Mark? Has um, McGath reached? Wait, we did okay last week, didn't they, against Everton for a lot of the game? Well, you know what, one-one. To me, I, I thought there was only going to be one winner. It's just we we had enough class in the opposition third, and that can be often be the difference between you know a good side and a bad side in the Premier League. Is just taking your chances, and we had some good players on the bench to come on and take the chances. Fulham were lucky to lose, mm. um, and Villa have lost Benteke now. Six months, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Villa, I think Villa are safe, aren't they? Pretty yeah. much. So I might actually go for a Fulham win. Wow, Emma, you, yeah, you're going to stick your nose out as well. Not as far. I'm going to go for a draw. You stick it out a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for a Villa win. Uh, Cardiff Crystal Palace. Cardiff still fighting for their lives. I mean, they're only three points behind West Brom in 17th, aren't they? Um, Palace also need the points as well, don't they? Although they're five points clear of Cardiff in the third bottom. Mm, I think I think Palace will see this as the. They win this and they stay up. You know, that with this, if they win this, they could be you know six or seven points clear of the uh, of the bottom two or three. Mm. Um, Cardiff, 
for all they've, you know, they got three last week, last minute equaliser. They got three against Liverpool, didn't they? The week before, even though they conceded six, that's their problem. This conceding, you know, and um, although Palace don't score a lot, I do think they might. Uh, I think they might nick this yeah. one. Okay, what do you think, Emma? I agree. I think that when you look at the table and the three teams above Palace have all got all played a game more than them, it sort of gives Palace, you know, they know what they need to do, mm. and I think that that will just just push them past. I think they will. They'll be all right. Um, they'll win it. I'm going to go Palace as well. Okay, Hull Swansea. What do you think, Emma? Oh, I think I think Hull. Yeah. Yeah. You think they got their eye on Wembley? No, I think they'll be alright. Yeah. Okay, Matt, what do you think? Tough on this. Two teams on the same amount of points, mm. aren't they? Um, Hull are good at home. Swansea have suddenly started, you know, pulling the finger out. Uh, they're probably both just about far enough clear to to not be too worried. So I think it might be a draw. A draw. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a, a Swansea win because I think they might be the Hull might be at Wembley already, and nobody wants to stick a. Great big tackling and get themselves injured, do they? Uh, Newcastle Man United. What do you think, Marco? Newcastle going to be asked to turn up this week? Well, they haven't turned up the last two games. I saw them against Everton and uh, I've seen the highlights when they played Southampton and they were disgraceful. Um, but if you can up for anything, you can up for this. This is the chance to do the double, isn't it? This is the Yeah, this is the only, the only game they're probably going to pull the finger out. But they just haven't got any quality, you know? And if they go one down... I can't see them coming back, so I, I fancy Man United might do them quite easy. Okay, Emma? Yeah, I'll go for United. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw, because I think I think they've got Champions League next week again, haven't they? So I think he's going to maybe rest a couple. Uh, Emma, your friends Norwich versus West Brom. Uh, I'm, I think a draw. You've been nice this week, are you? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Mark? Um, again, a bit like Palace against Cardiff. I think Norwich are going to see this game as a their must-win given the last four games they've got. So I think they will win. You think got Norwich are going to win? You say Norwich? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, I think Berahino and his friends are going to draw as well. I think. Chelsea Stoke. This is a late kickoff on. Saturday. Uh, so Mourinho's obviously got to have one eye in the Champions League in mind. Is he going to rest people, or is he going to? Is he going to send his beleaguered strikers out and go for it? This is going to be my, um, let's say, not upset of the week, but strange results of the week. I think Stoke might get a point. That's not. Yeah, I can I can see that. It's not. It's not. It's not a ridiculous suggestion. Yeah. In the way Chelsea have played the last two games, and Stoke. They're not a great team, but they can be funny, can't mm. they? The belligerents. That's a good way to to put them in. Hughes, again, ex-Chelsea player, might want to try and get one over on them, get one over on Mourinho. So I'll go for I'll go for a draw. Oh, well, so crazy, it might just work. So I'm going to go for a draw as well. No, I think I think Chelsea will be okay. Yeah. I think they've got. They may feel like they've got something to prove now, and who better to try and prove it against them still. Okie dokie. Right, Sunday, the early kickoff on Sunday is the fourth place derby. Everton versus Arsenal. Go on, Mark, what do you think? This is your team, what do you think? Mm, um, the last couple of games at home, we've actually got away with it a little bit against Swansea and Cardiff, and although we've got goals in us, 
we've also got we can also be a little bit dodgy at the back and you know no matter how hard we try Arsenal always seem to find some way of getting into the top four at the end of the season mm. don't they no matter how bad or how iffy they are and as much as it pains me to say it I think Arsenal might win yeah okay what do you think Emma? yeah I agree I think Arsenal will do it do you? yeah mm. I think you might be right as well actually I was trying to think of a reason to go differently but I couldn't find one it would be great it would be great for for one of the big teams to to miss oh, out yeah, definitely. you know um, obviously liverpool are going to be in there next year and it would be good to see an everton or or it could have been southampton sorry emma a, you know one of the teams who aren't perennially in the champions league who play some decent football and so on. it'd be great to see them get a try when you know if arsenal aren't going to consider consider you know winning it at all they're just turning up for the money every year mm. aren't they arsenal which they never spend anyway yeah, give Everton a go. But I can't, as I say, I think I think somehow Arsenal's find some way to to fluke it and still manage to get in the top four again. Okay. Um, four o'clock kickoff on Sunday is West Ham Liverpool. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna go West Ham. Oh, I can't, Chris, I can't, I can't, I can't. Honestly, especially now. If I predict Liverpool and they lose, it will be my fault. At, at the minute, can you see Liverpool? Well, you can't see Liverpool losing a game at the I minute, see against, certainly against teams like this. But you, can you see Liverpool not scoring three or four goals mm. against a team like West Ham? And you certainly can't, certainly can't see West Ham scoring the same amount against well, Liverpool. I'll go for a draw. Okay. I can't see Liverpool winning six in a row. Push the boat no, out. No, 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 no. Uh, it's got to be. I think Liverpool will win comfortably again. I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. We'll back them. You'll back them. You'll both go for Liverpool, will you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, last one. This is Monday night. Tottenham Sunderland. Um, are Tottenham just giving up, or has Sunderland got something to play for? Who's going to make a case for Sunderland? Well, I don't know what Poyet. We said this last week, didn't we? I don't know what Poyet's playing at. Constantly leaving out Johnson and Key mm. in particular out that team because they are they're dropping. They're going to they're going. You know they're 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 down if they keep doing what they're doing now and he. he keeps playing the team he keeps selecting. Or maybe he thinks they're I Kevin Rooster super subs. Maybe, but it's you know, it's not being proved right, you mm. know. If if that if if he was right they would have beat West Ham mm. the other night. They've got now to play for. And as much as much as Tottenham are in disarray, Sunderland are even worse. Yeah. So I'll I'll say it'll be a one nil Tottenham, something like that. Okay. I'll go for a draw. I'll go for a draw, we um hmm I'm going to go for a Tottenham win as well. I still can't work out Tim Sherwood there. He's either a genius or he's just a complete loon. He's a, he's a loon. He's yeah. That's what he is. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I think that's what he's slowly becoming. Anyway, um, well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Now we've done our predictions. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Emma. Thank you. And thank you to Mark. Thank you. Anything either of you like to push or promote or... No. No? You're still football pinky, aren't you? I am, yeah. Football pink. Yeah. Footballpink.net. Yeah, so um, we still get issue three, can't we? You can, yeah. There's still there's still some print copies available to buy. Yeah. Excellent. So go buy it. <laughs> it's very good. I, we can both recommend it, can't we? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so if they want to follow you, Mark, you're at the Football Pink. That's right. And you're at MWebs, aren't you, Emma? Yeah. Okay. Uh don't forget they've got the Sunday show with the guys on Sunday who again had a little pop at us, said we were trying. 
so you're more than free to leave your feedback for them on iTunes. Um, that show comes out on Monday morning, that does. Uh, so you can go listen to Ross and Colin and Adam. Um, you can review us and leave a an, uh, five-star review for us on iTunes. I think you can also download us from, I, uh, from SoundCloud now. Uh, Colin will eventually get Irish Pete's fridge magnet out to him at some point. Um, so thank you ever so much for listening. We're the Man on the Post Extra Time. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Perfect. Yeah, we got heat again from them on Sunday. Did you hear that? No. What? What? Oh, they said we would. I think they're, they're talking down to us again. Oh, Saying what? Friendly. We're we, um, oh, we're the we're the little brothers. There, we're, we're trying, and that's that's as good as we can do. <laughs> but there's a quiz coming. I think there's a hundredth oh. episode. Quiz. Okay, well, we'll we'll see what they're all made of then, eh? We'll kick some off. <laughs> well, if Adam thought that was a sending off the other day, they're obviously soft lads on there, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm borderline autistic at the best of times, so I've got plenty of football knowledge if they, if they want to go there. <laughs> you can't just wee anywhere. Do you want to do some elevator music to entertain or something for the moment? <laughs> no, because uh, you haven't even turned it off, have you, yeah. <laughs> this time? I was furious last week. I was trying to get you back to singing again. Yeah, yeah I knew what you were up to. Yeah. Pray for Emma, hashtag. To see me in the seaweed area.